Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Probably True, a multi-award-winning podcast containing strong language and adult themes. It would be boring otherwise. Regular listeners may have picked up that I have a bit of a complicated relationship with my body. Or at least my body image. The body itself is doing exactly what it's supposed to, and really that's the thing I should be focusing on, not the fact that it's a bit squidgy than I would like, or it doesn't fit into clothes that weren't designed exactly for it, but for some strange average body that doesn't really resemble mine. Anyway, as I've mentioned before, when I was coming out and learning about being gay in my mid-twenties, all the magazines were drumming into me that to be happy and doing it right as a gay man, I needed to be white, 21, and have a six-pack. I've got the white bit nailed, you should see me dance, and while it would take nothing short of the entire special effects budget of the latest Avengers movie to make me look 21 again, there's nothing stopping me from going for the six-pack thing. All it takes is discipline, commitment, and the kind of self-hatred that burns hotter than accidentally getting Vic's vapor rub on your knob. This is all me taking the long way round to tell you that I go to the gym quite a bit. And the other day, while I was at the gym, I spotted this tall, skinny, kinda cute guy. But I always do my best to focus on my workout when I'm in the gym, because one, it's a bit creepy to be trying to work out when there's some weirdo staring at you every time you look over, and two, I have, on more than one occasion, smashed myself in the face with a dumbbell because I was too busy perving and not paying enough attention to what I was doing. So anyway, I clocked him and I went back to my workout, thought no more about it. Until... Later on, when I was getting out of the shower just as he was about to get in, just as he put his towel up on the hook thing by the cubicle, I caught a glimpse of his wang, and I was like, Bah! This thing was huge! Just swinging there. All pendulous. I mean, it was just a split second as he stepped into the shower and closed the door, but blimey. He wasn't excited or waving it around or anything, sadly. But even so, it was huge. Like... Even if it didn't get any bigger when he got excited and just sort of changed direction so it was pointing upwards, it would still be big enough to make your eyes water. And like I say, he wasn't hiding it or waving it around, it was just there for a moment and then gone. Which, if I'm honest, is entirely the opposite of how I would be. If mine were as big as that, I'd be naked all the time, just swinging it about like, What's up, motherfuckers? And just any excuse to be naked. Like... Hello and welcome to my TED Talk on global warming and the imminent global crisis, but first, zzzp, cop a load of this, badumph. The stupid thing is, though, that once I saw that monster on him, I couldn't stop thinking about him. Suddenly, I was a lot more attracted to him, which is plain stupid, it's just a lump of skin. Besides which, I'm not sure what I'd do with it. There was that story recently about the guy who ruptured his airway sucking on a huge dong, and the thought of it going anywhere else is just terrifying you don't know what would happen to your other organs it's like sorry that's just one of my kidneys pop it on the bedside table and i'll sort it later no no don't stop i'm nearly there although fair play to the lad that sucked that monster dong he knew something was wrong but that didn't stop him from doing what he was doing both parties were properly satisfied before he thought to go to the hospital 
and being literally almost fucked to death by the Hulk is a level of commitment I don't think I'd have had. I mean, I've faked it before now just because I got a bit bored. If there was the risk of something doing me actual damage, I'd be grabbing my phone and shouting, What's that? Something awful happened? I'll be right there! Before he'd finished looking for a bin bag to use instead of a condom. I mean, imagine being ambushed by a really big one. Just getting a perfectly pleasant, charming and unassuming young man home, him dropping his trousers and there just being this enormous thing just looking at you. This happened to me once, and I think I just stared at it for a second and went, Well done! as if there was some kind of skill to growing him that big, rather than just a genetic lottery like eye colour or back hair. And it could be difficult to know what to do with it, as I couldn't comfortably get it in my mouth without grating it on my teeth, so there was absolutely no way it was going anywhere else. I remember he was a really handsome, short Australian... Was he Australian or was he Italian? Same thing. Anyway, he was a lot shorter than me, which I thought was really hot, because I love having someone I can throw around the bed and stuff. But then he whapped this monster dong out, and as lovely as it was, I started to get more into the logistics of his owning it. Like, does he have balance issues? Or does it make him more stable? If I got him naked, tickled his fancy a bit, and then gave him a push from behind, would he fall over? Or would it just kind of, like, land as a tripod? And once you've started thinking about the hot, sexy man opposite you more in the terms of Jenga than sex, it's probably not going to end the way you thought. Which is the stupid thing that all men want to be a bit bigger downstairs, I guess. Like... Anyone with a willy wants a dick, and anyone with a dick wants a cock. And if you've got a cock, you want a dong. And yes, I have just invented a new sizing system for penises. Where do you fall? But that's not the point, because wanting something bigger than what you have is stupid. It's unlikely to change, so you just have to work with what you've got. Because, and this is the important bit, big dick doesn't mean good dick. And since the basis of all good sex is making sure the other person is enjoying it at least as much as you, then having a monster dong probably isn't going to achieve that without special training. So, work with what you have. Learn how to use it well. Listen to your lover's cues and rock their world properly so it won't matter if yours is a willy or a cock, because everyone will be having fun. If you just keep wanting bigger and bigger, then it's going to get to a point where it takes longer to get it going than it is worth it. It'll be like inflating a bouncy castle. Like, instead of a minute or two of gentle, slow movements to get used to having something shoved up your nethers, it'll be 5, 10, 15 minutes while you try to get a horse through a cat flap. And then, there's the catch-22 of telling people. I mean, not like I would be if mine were that big, just kind of like, Hello, I'm Scott, I just moved in next door. Nah, my place isn't quite as spacious as yours, but that's mostly because of my enormous penis. Badumph. Not like that, really more letting people know that you're a bit on the big side. I mean, would you want to know? I suppose anything in the mid-range is fine, but if you're particularly large, should you warn people beforehand, or would it just come across as bragging? Like someone casually dropping into conversation on a first date that owning a private jet isn't all it's cracked up to be because of all the paperwork. I suppose there's something to be said for announcing the size of your willy to the people that you want to stick it in, so they can decide if it's actually something they want to try, but then that becomes a bit braggy. And you get people wanting to shag you not because they're particularly attracted to you, but because they know you've got a big one. And no one wants to be thought of as a mobile dildo, it's degrading. I had an experience like that myself recently, and I'm nowhere near needing to use bin liners for condoms. A young gentleman and I were getting down to it, and as soon as everything was where it should be, he just went, Oh, that's great, don't move. So I sat there for a second, just assumed that he was taking a moment to get used to my affections. But he meant it. Any time I tried to move, he just asked me to keep still. I just ended up sort of parked. 
looking down at him as he played with his nipples and pulled faces, wondering if I should have brought a book. After a few minutes of him twiddling with his fun buttons, he shouted, oh yeah, keep doing that, and what, checking Twitter? And then it was all over. And he started making all of those noises that we use that mean, your work here is done, please be about your business. As I was walking home to finish myself off, I couldn't help but think it would have been a lot less effort on his part for him to just use a dildo. There was nothing in that encounter that I did that couldn't have been done with a toy. And it's not a great feeling to come away from sex comparing yourself to a moderately sized lump of plastic. So, to sum up, one, enjoy the person, not their penis. Make sure the sex you're having is working for both of you and don't obsess over a single part of anyone's body. Two, everybody is different. So learn to work with what you have and what they have rather than wishing either was different. And three, Vic's vapor rub burns like a demon. This was probably true. The multi-award-winning podcast series written and produced by me, the multi-award-winning Scott Flashheart. This and every other episode of Probably True is available on Spotify, iTunes and your favourite podcatcher, as well as probablytruepodcast.com, where you'll find links, transcripts of every episode and all the good stuff. If you like what you've heard, please share it with your friends, leave a positive review, and donate to the Probably True Patreon if you'd like some extra content. If you didn't like it, you can find me on Twitter as UnlikelyLad, or by searching for Probably True Podcast on Facebook. Come at me, bro. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.